Ich auch. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. Today we have an amazing episode with Jenny Tosh. She's a three times founder, veteran of Wall Street, self-made millionaire, and seasoned entrepreneur with three highly successful early ventures to her credit. As a founder and CEO of Titan Securities, a full-service broker-dealer and an investment banking firm, Ms. Ta built a company that was both profitable and acquired in 2005. Since then, she's created and masterminded in two other modern tech companies from VC Network to CoinLinked.com. And her third successful exit happened in 2021 in August when both entities were acquired by HODL Assets Inc. She's a published author whose book Wall Street Cinderella details her escape from Vietnam during the war and traces her path to success from welfare to Wall Street. The book serves as a helpful roadmap for women who are determined to pursue a successful career in business and is an incredible woman in both the financial, business, and Web3 space. I'm so excited for this interview. I'm so excited for the opportunity to sit with her. This is an amazing interview, so buckle up. Stay tuned for more, and as always, if you like the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for being here, and welcome back to another week of Living with Will. This week's episode brought to you by B-Spin, the number one most trusted Bitcoin casino in the world. Hell yeah. B-Spin is packed with exclusive promotions, lightning fast withdrawals, and a dedicated support team. That's Level right. up the gaming experience and become part of our thriving global community today. Sheesh. Woo. Let's keep in mind though, we, you know, we got to keep it serious. At, at the end of the day, this is lighthearted, it's fun. But remember, this is supposed to be fun. Gaming, gambling, it should all be fun and responsible. Yep. Don't play. Don't get involved if you don't live in a place that allows gambling. You know, if you need gambling help, gambling addiction, please visit Gambling Addiction Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. If you reside in the U.S., that is. You know, we're not all U.S. here. Um, and make sure, again, if you're in a restricted area in the U.S., don't don't try local law enforcement. Just don't do it. Drive to Vegas. You know what I mean? Play from Nevada, for example. Drive somewhere in your location where it's free and legal for you to do so. Um, but if you have a problem and you don't reside in the U.S., you can always go online to gamtalk.org. That's G-A-M, G as in grandma, A as in apple, M as in maybe don't do this, gamtalk.org. We want this to be a safe, social, and inclusive experience, which is why B-Spin is the ultimate in social, safe, and successful experiences. So dive in. Don't in. wait. Don't wait. Join now. Let's Join go. Join now. Let's get it. And as always... You are live. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jenny. Uh, it's a real honor. And uh, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much. Uh, markets up today a little bit wild for me, uh, but uh, but it's all good for everybody else. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. So, can you talk to me a little bit about you know as a VC that's focused in Web three? You know, what is it? How is that different day to day than you know what a traditional VC would look like for people who are unaware? Well, uh, you know, I, I believe um, that it's the same, uh, Will, uh, because even though I am a Web3 VC, but, uh, you know, based on adoption and the Web3 space, um, I wouldn't really call it Web3 these days. It's more like a Web 2.5. Uh, and so what that means is that traditional VCs, which uh, I guess I would consider myself uh, somewhere in the middle between my true, true traditional VC friends 
And then there are the Web3 space. Uh, you know, I'm right there in the middle, um, more or less like uh, a bridge. Um, but we look at projects as a VC, we look at projects the exact same way, if it's Web3 uh, projects or uh, regular projects. And how did you get into the world of VCs? Well, most VCs, uh, to be honest, uh, they tend to start out either one of two paths. Um, one is they probably start started out being a successful entrepreneur. Um, they've exited once or twice, um, such as, for example, Kevin O'Leary, or uh, what's the other guy on Shark Tank? His name is Robert. Uh, I forgot his last name. Uh, they both um, exited their uh, ventures or their startup, even Mark Cuban, um, either in the hundreds of millions. Uh, I believe Mark Cuban is the largest shark on that show Shark Tank. Um, Mr. Wonderful and Robert, I believe they exited anywhere between uh, 100 to $300 million for, the, for their exits. Um, so a, a lot of the VCs, uh, that's one path, is they started out by having an exit, and then they wanted to use that money and invest in startups to get like huge multiple, like being a part of an, an Uber, an Airbnb, uh, you know, whatnot, uh, hopefully not an FTX, <laughs> that that's, that's gonna be for a while. Um, and then the, the second path is uh, those who start out as a limited partners, meaning that they've never had an exit before, but they, they, they would have like a, a small savings, you know, uh, and they join as an LP, which is a limited partner, and and start from there investing in, um, you know, uh, 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 projects or companies with small checks, twenty five thousand, hundred thousand. Uh, I do know a couple of female uh, founded VCs. Uh, they started out, but it's a very tough uh, road for them. Uh, but uh, there's one. Uh, she started out like I think maybe seven or eight years ago, and her fund grew uh, to about just $15 million. And uh, most of the, the, the I believe she uh, invested in about 40 plus companies. Uh, that that comes out to be maybe about a hundred to $300,000 check each. Uh, and some of her projects now are unicorn statuses. So uh, those are a couple paths, um, you know, for, those who wanted to get into uh, the venture capital uh, venture capital world. I love that. So for you, you know, when you're doing your due diligence, what are some ways that, you know, you have become a successful VC? Like what are some tips and some tricks that you can impart on the audience? Uh, sure. Um, there, there's a long list, but, and then there's a very short version. Uh, the shortest version of all is, of course, you probably heard, uh, is a bet on the jockey, okay? Um, you know, for me personally, since you asked me, um, that's the number one core. Um, I, you know, I've talked to a number of projects, almost at least um, minimum five to 10 per week. So it's kind of like uh, minimum one per day or two per day uh, that I talk to. And I remember there was one incident that I really like a certain project. 
and I was about to write a check uh, to them. And as I was not holding off writing the check, but I was kind of busy, right? Because A, um, I run my own companies. B, uh, I lead a bunch of, uh, it's called pool funds. Um, you know, several funds we pull together. Uh, that's about $25 million in the Web3 space. So I lead that. Uh, I'm also uh, building a new AI Web3 project, which is going to be my fourth uh, company. So I'm busy. And then, of course, on the, on the side of, uh, you know, traveling, uh, like I, I just came back from uh, ETH, uh, Denver. Um, I'm also an independent uh, writer. Uh, some would call it journalist, but I'll just use writer. So uh, I was at ETH Denver with a media badge uh, to interview uh, newer blockchains that were there. So I'm super busy. So usually when I'm busy like that, the last thing I want was to just write like a six figure check without, you know, being comfortable or like being at ease. Okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Right? Because money is still money, right? Especially these days. So, um, so I was busy. And then it was during those few days that uh, it was lapsed. And because I was traveling and everybody knows that I'll be traveling because I'm very outspoken on Twitter. Uh, the CEO of that particular project was uh, hounding on me uh, as if he was on his last penny in his banking account, right? And and so that's a red flag for me. So, um, you know, so I, when I got back, um, I decided not to write them a check. Um, and and I've asked that uh, CEO to stop emailing me uh, because once when I see a red flag, um, I do not wish to communicate with them. Um, but then that CEO was still very um, weird. Uh, let me use the word weird. Uh, hound, hounded me at least three or four more times before I had to reach out to another individual of that team and tell that um, I think he was uh, a co-founder or a CFO, I believe. And I said, look, you, you got to ask what's his name to stop because um, otherwise it is, you know, I'm, I have to block or, you know, so it, it went to that extreme. So back to your question, um, when, when VCs like myself fund a project, um, you, you, it, it's like we're getting married. Right, me and 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 the CEO or the, the you know. So as you know, with a marriage, uh, you have to communicate. You have to be comfortable. Uh, besides, you know, helping them, advising them uh, of their projects. Uh, I I know heads heads are going to butt sometimes because sometimes founders and CEOs said would say, you know, I mean, you're just a VC, you know, WTF? What do you know about? the technology we're building, which is true. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we are experienced at is uh, how companies and structures are, are, are run, you know? And, and so, um, you know, bet on the jockey. And then the second and third thing quickly, um, you know, is uh, the product that they are building. Like for example, right now you and I will, uh, AI is probably more of an in thing 
but if if someone were to pitch me another project about NFT Web three, that's gonna be a fast no, right? So we we gotta keep up with what's going on. Um, you you don't want to be a lagger. You want it to be uh, innovative and being a leader. Uh, people rather that you are ahead of the game than following behind. And then the third thing uh, really is is that how big overall is that sector, right? Uh, if, if someone sends me a deck and I the first thing I look is okay, what sector is this in? And then I can do a simple. Um, Google or these days we can ask the chat GBT, you know, what is the overall sector of this space? And if it only comes up, like, let's just say like a hundred billion, that might be too small, you know, for me to invest in that space. Most VCs would like to invest in a space that are now uh, in the trillions of dollars. So I would say that those are the, you know, uh, the one, two, three, um, for me and most of the VCs that I know. I love that. And that's phenomenal advice. You mentioned something that I thought would be beneficial for people to learn more about the sheer amount of things that you're working on. Um, you know, burnout is obviously a very real thing in, in a lot of different industries. Um, and most people are not doing quite as much as you're navigating. Um, how do you sustain working all these different jobs, running these companies, taking all these meetings, you know, being a, a writer and a journalist, how do you, how do you navigate and sustain all those? Well, for one, it's a give and a take, uh, Will, um, you know, uh, you seem like a young guy, um, you know, uh, usually, um, around millennials, I have friends who are millennials, obviously I'm a young gen, gen X, but I have, um, you know, uh, millennial friends, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm mentoring um, some startups who are actually in the Gen Z area even. And uh, during those ages, like my millennial friends, they're at the age right now, especially females uh, in their, you know, early to mid 30s. Uh, they tend to think about having a child or having a family. Um, I, I understand that as a woman. I do understand that. Um you know, and then the Gen Zs are, of course, uh, in the dating world, um, you know, in their late 20s. Of course, if you're in your early to mid 30s and you wanted to have a child, you better make sure in your late 20s, you got to find that woman or that man uh, that can help you through that process, right? You don't want to wait to the last minute. I'll just pick him and have a baby with him, you know? So uh, how do I juggle? Um, I guess I'm a little bit older, so I've already bypassed those stages. So even even so, um, I guess you can say I'm at the stage where uh, I'm independent. Uh, so I do date, right? Uh, I, I you know I go out with friends. Uh, I date men, um, etc. Um, so that you know that personal part of my life uh, is pretty much very low, meaning out of 100% of my time, probably down to maybe less than 5%. Okay, so let's take that out of the way. The bulk of the timing for Gen Z and millennials, um, they will probably spend more time on that arena, right? Um, and usually when you spend time on that arena, uh, it adds up uh, the part of the drama and then the, you know, fighting and then the breaking up and then 
and then the healing stage. I gotta heal, you know. Uh, those things, it's you know, for me, I don't have to deal with that, so that's great. Um, you know, so ninety five percent of my time, I split it out between all of the things that I've shared with you, right? But it doesn't matter if you do have all the time in the world. Uh, you have to be smart at what you're investing. Um, one of the things that I would always um, uh, advise and mentor folks is that you got to have the passion, right? So let's just say of the 95% of the time that I have, let's just say I can only handle 10 different things, whatever the case may be, right? Those 10 things, I better have passion at it, right? So anytime when someone asks you to do something or if you're doing something that you don't have passion and it's part of that 10 things that you you can only commit you know with the 95 percent of the time that you have you're wasting your time because without passion you're not going to succeed in that project or whatever that thing that you're committing to it's not going to bloom to where you want it to be so uh, the bottom line is, um, yes, sometimes I only sleep two to three hours, just like over the weekends. Uh, that's not to mention, uh, Will, I manage my own money, right? I don't send my money because, I, you know, I came from Wall Street. So it would make zero sense for me to send my own money to a fund manager or someone else to manage my money and tell me what to do. Right. So if I have millions of dollars in bank and, you know, obviously I'm a VC. So, you know, I'm I'm content with what I have. Um, I keep my eyes on my money very closely. OK, if it were to be in Bitcoin, crypto uh, or private uh, startup projects, which, you know, I do care a lot, too. But those are, are not fluctuated in terms of the market daily. They do, but they don't. That's another topic. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm in stocks, in and out of stocks, in and out of crypto. So uh, that takes a lot of my time too. So like on Sunday, which is about to turn over Monday, when I knew the stock market was going to open with all those banks, which is yesterday, I knew that they were going to be halted. I woke up like at 4, right? 4 a.m., which is two hours before the stock market opens up. Uh, and then the night, uh, that night, I went to sleep at 1. So literally, I only had like three hours of, of sleeps, but, you know, it's not every day, but um, that happens too. So um, you just have to pick and choose uh, the things that you, is very important to you that will give you growth. Now, if, if you're a hundred million nair, uh, Will, uh, in terms of your net worth, I'm sure your next target is you want it to be 300 or 500 million or even a billion right? A billionaire, right? I'm, I'm around that stage right now. Uh, sometimes we do it not because of the money, because, you know, once when you get to, let's just say, uh, 10 million or 30 or 100 million, you should already have that mansion. You should have already have that car. And so when you, um, when you try to go north of that, um, it's no longer the mansions or the cars or the yachts or, or the, the, the jets. But it's just that, you know, I can fucking do this, right? That, that's, just, that's just what it is. And I'm at that stage. And so when you're at that stage, you, you've got to block out all of the noise, you know, concentrate 
And, uh, you know, the 95% of the time that I've, uh, you know, given to myself, it has to be, I have to be passionate about it. If I don't, then I'm going to X that out. That's outside of my circle. I'm going to go to get to that whenever I have time. If I don't have time, that's too bad. I'm just going to concentrate on the things that I do, even though it sounds a lot. But if you organize correctly, uh, you will be fine. That's amazing advice. And I, I was taking notes for sure. Okay. Um, as far as, you know, what's happening in the world right now, you know, current events, there's, you know, a lot happening. What What's exciting you about the market right now? Well, you know, to be honest, um, I know you're going to blow this out. So um, I was about to tweet it, but I'm going to share a bit more today. Um, I think I'm a bear right now. Um, I, I'm a bear. I'm bearish. Um, I, I'm also, I tweeted out yesterday that I'm a trader. I have always been a trader. Uh, and I even uh, uh, attach, uh, uh, a, a, you know, uh, from chat GBT, the definition of what a trader is, which which is, you know, traders tend to move in and out of different assets uh, in a short time, um, you know, loading up either a lot of shares or a lot of uh, bitcoins or a lot of ether. Uh, but we move in and out within a very narrow uh, uh, spikes, right? Uh, I don't short the market. Uh, but I, I do buy a lot when the market goes down. Okay. So I, I'm more like if I sell and it keeps on going up, uh, I will stay in cash. Right. And then I wait until the next opportunity when the market pulls back down, then I come back in, but I, I rarely short anything because that's extremely dangerous. And, and, and you will not, you will not be a billionaire if you go short because the chances of you losing is a lot higher. So uh, back to your question is in terms of um, the market condition and why I'm a bear is because here's just two things, very simple things, right? If you are the Fed, the Federal Reserve, which is the key factor these days for if we look at micro and macroeconomics, right? If you are POW, this is what you have to decide within either i believe next week there's a meeting for march and then for the rest of the year number one if you don't raise rates okay which the market went up today if you, if you saw the market bitcoin's almost 25 everything uh, flew everyone is anticipating that the federal reserve which is pow will stop raising rates okay now, and that's why the market flew. But here's where I come in. So, Will, if you and I were to be POW, we have to decide one of two things. Number one, if we don't raise rates, then yes, we're going to help the banks. Okay. The banks will, quote unquote, they're not going to die. Right. Um, but inflation, is going to run away back in the era of i believe uh who was the president prior to ronald reagan um i was teeny weeny uh by then um he let uh interest rate uh in the early 80s ran away 
I remember my mother when she bought uh, her first home in, in, in the early 80s, she was paying 15% 30 years fix for the house. 15%. That's ridiculous. And because that president, again, I, I forgot his name, um, just basically let the rate ramp. Then Ronald Reagan came in. Okay. Uh, I was still young at the time. Ronald Reagan came in and he, he basically told the Fed, do what you can. I want inflation to come down. And he did. So what, what, the only way for inflation to come down is you have to raise rates. Okay. Now back to you and me, Will, if we were to be the Federal Reserve and if we were to be Powell. So the first one, that's your choice. Here's the second choice. The second choice is you got to keep on raising rates, right? By keep on raising rates, you, we would tame inflation. But then again, we, can we, we could kill the banking sector further. More banks are going to be closed, just like we saw three banks over the weekend, right? But then here's the thing, though, Will. Even if the banks were to be shut down, as we saw what they did, the Federal Reserve can still save the bank, okay? Even if they raise rates, right? But if they don't raise rates, look at it. A gallon of milk, we used to pay, what, $3? Now it's $7 at, at, at the supermarket, right? And, and eggs, we've been, the memes on Twitter have been crazy within the last six months about eggs, right? There were memes like, oh, you know, if you're going to give your girlfriend something on Valentine's Day, give her a dozen of eggs. I'm sure you've seen those memes, right? Imagine now one egg would probably going to cost a dollar. So a dozen of eggs, 12 eggs, it's going to cost you $12. Now, I can, I, I, Jenny Ta, I can, which is C-A-N, I can afford that because I'm upper middle class. And let's just say I'm kind of wealthy. How about the, how about the normal folks? Okay. The poor, the, the, the lower class, how can they afford, like the families who have 12 kids. Okay. And on government assistance. Yeah, they can't afford it. How can they afford a dozen of eggs? That that is called letting inflation running away if he doesn't raise rates. So that is my take, Will, and that is the reason why I'm a bear. The reason why I'm a bear is because I believe that Powell, if I was Powell, he has to continue raising rates. What that means is the banking sector will continue to get weakened. Smaller local uh, banks, just like Silicon Valley Bank, will be shut down. It will um, uh, uh, contract, I believe that's the word, contract. Uh, bigger banks are going to acquire those assets. You know, all of us uh, are going to run to bigger banks, such as Chase or um, you know, uh, 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 Chase Bank, uh, some of the large Wells Fargo, uh, that's probably a bad, bad one, but you know, JP Morgan Chase, uh, rather than not raising rates and having, here's the word, having the micro and macro economies 
lead to a hyperinflation. That would be deadly. That's why I'm currently a bear. Yeah, no, and I and I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. That would be a disaster. My one fear, and I'm I'm curious what your thoughts on this, and I won't keep you much longer. But so let's say we play out the scenario where more banks continue to fail, the Fed keeps bailing them out, right? I was reading something along the lines of the FDIC only has 120 billion to to continue to do that. Let's say they've already spent 60 of it, so we're looking at 60 billion of runway. What happens when the FDIC runs out of money for bailing out banks? That's that's the scenario where because I agree with you, I, I'm I'm for like we can't have inflation getting out of control. But what happens if the bank's failing gets out of control? Like where where do we go in that case? You think the Fed just is like you know we're gonna but, just pump more money in the FDIC? <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know the Fed they control the printing of the U.S. dollar. Okay, so we all know it that that's a simple answer. They're just gonna print, right? And they're gonna yeah. print it to the point that and it's been done before and that's the reason why in the crypto space uh we're in the crypto space we kept seeing these uh charts and memes how the the dollar kept on uh getting devalued because you know we keep printing new money uh but i believe that they will obviously it's not believe they will okay uh if if rates are continue to rise which i already made that bet that they have to raise uh, the Federal Reserve have to continue raising to to tame inflation. I just checked the inflation number right before I hop on. Inflation is still going up. I believe it's already at 6%, and that's wild already, right? Given how fast he's been raising rates within the last six months, uh, inflation is still going up because people just don't stop spending. I mean, right. if you remember, Will, uh, Jeff Bezos came out earlier this year. He said people don't don't spend, right? Jeff Bezos is a smart man. Right. So if we listen to him and all of us stop spending going out, you know, inflation hopefully would come down. But that's not the case. You know, uh, record amount of credit cards are going through the roof because I guess now people are tapping into the credit cards and continue their lavishing lifestyle as if, you know, we're not going through any. So the next thing we're going to see is the credit card uh, sector uh, mm -hmm. are going to have a problem because those yeah. people were probably going to file bankruptcy. But to answer your question, the Federal Reserve, they control the printing machine, right? So at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. If he continues to raise, which I'm, I am betting that's what he's going to do, uh, the banking sector is going to continue uh, going through problems because mostly the banking sector, as you know, uh, they uh, invest mostly in short-term and long-term treasury bonds. And as you know, yields and prices of bonds and treasuries and papers, they go the opposite. So all these times when when rates were at a zero, guess what? All the banks were buying these these papers at a premium, right? So now as rates are going up, uh, it's it just like you bought Bitcoin at sixty nine thousand dollars, or you bought a Tesla at uh, what was the highest a thousand dollar? And so as rates are going up, the prices of these papers are going down. That's why banks are are are, are getting killed. Because the same thing is, if you buy high and now it's low, you either have to hold on to these papers uh, to maturity, which is most of the time 10, 20, or 30 years, right? How do you do that when you need that money today, right? right. So obviously, these banks are going to belly up and the Federal Reserve have to bail them, bail them out. So that's the long to the short answer uh, is that they have to print more money. 
And, and here's the catch at the very end. I did tweet this out yesterday too as well, that when th this time will probably be the last time that they will probably go into print in terms of fiat, uh, fiat paper currency. The next time when we're in a crisis like this, it's going to be CBDC, which means it's, it's the central bank uh, digital currency, uh, digital yuan, digital dollar. Um, you know, at that time, all they got to do, you know, they just, you know, push a button because it's like digital, you know, it's just like us building, uh, you know, a, a crypto coin, you know, what's your supply, you know, just add more, or delete some or whatever. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting stage that we're going to see next. But, uh, you know, that's the long to the, the, the short answer that, that they will and they will just print more money. That That's just it. And I love the call of the CBDC. I think that's a great name for it, too. Um, that's going to be an exciting time. Well, listen, I've appreciated so much our conversation. I could talk to you forever about this. Definitely. Uh, I will continue to keep an eye on you guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Amazing. Thank you as well. the supply like a kid pack and you ain't have to talk you the stare back you already know where my head at i'm trying to get this bread jack and really i ain't trying to hear that it's clear that shit a nigga talk about really done did that i really done lived that well you wouldn't want your kids at you wouldn't want your crib back nigga i can't even sit back without the strap nigga i can't even relax without the pack it's all on the line nigga i can't even fall back Fell down, but I crawled back. Looking for the money, power, respect, all that. A true hustler, what you call that? Got me feeling like MF Doom on all caps. Look, told y'all, man. Got me fucked up. You put your money on the laws, man, they told y'all wrong. Dewan already sold y'all songs. Records from the heart that was hot like the stove still on. The herd dripping while it closed along. The frozen arm. Compliment the golden charms. I make chest moves on for some. I'm so nonchalant. All with the flick of the wrist. Savage triple double steals and assists. It's like I'm running the point. Oscar Robinson puffing his joint. With 40s and 4 fives. That's a lot of points. I write crime like Donald Goins. Hustle for the coins, breaking down chicken tenderloins. Money make a lot of shit, null and void. Life you can't avoid, keep it with me cause I'm paranoid. Big Glock shots make a scary noise. Keep it very poised, turn your group of men into scary boys.